This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Our guy Dan Orlovsky has done it again, Canty. He's done it again. At least this time it's not with food takes. (laughs) It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. What's going on, my man? Nothing much, man. Nothing much. How are you doing today? I'm doing outstanding. I feel We're like one $100. day closer to Super Wild Card Weekend. I, I, I can know. just feel the excitement, the electricity, all the fan bases that are still in it. Everybody is looking forward to the games this weekend, man. This is this is the best time of year when it comes to the NFL, right? Because now you know who the good teams are. They've distinguished themselves, and now it's about competing for a championship. I love it. Yeah, and I'm particularly pumped up because we're going to get a great game, I think, right out of the gate with the 49ers and the Seahawks on Saturday. But we've got so much time to get into that uh, throughout the course of the day. And we want you to be a part of the program at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. That's the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Hit us up on Twitter at ChrisCanty99, at ChrisCarlin. We're going to start with Dan Orlovsky's quarterback list. He ranked... Canty, the 14 quarterbacks that are in the playoffs right now. Now, the controversy does not necessarily come at the top because I think we'd agree that how who he has as the top three, maybe even the top five, is pretty on par with Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, then Jalen Hurts and Justin Herbert. But I could make the argument that Lamar Jackson should be one or two higher. He's listed at sixth, but we don't even know if he's playing, and it doesn't sound like he is. Yeah, for the purposes of this conversation, we can exclude Lamar Jackson. Where I have an issue in the top five is number five in Justin Herbert. How the hell you going to put him over Tom Brady? This is his first time in the postseason. We don't trust his head coach. We know how quarterbacks making their playoff debut struggle. We're going to put him ahead of Tom Brady? How, how many postseasons has Tom Brady been in? I know. 20, 21 postseasons Tom Brady has been in? What, what are we doing? I, I don't I don't know about this one, man. I mean, think about it. In in, in the, what, what is it, 19 previous postseasons that Tom Brady has been in, he's been one and done in the wild card round three times. So when we start talking about quarterbacks that we have the most confidence in, especially in the first round of the postseason, Tom Brady's got to be – on up the list, doesn't he? Well, I understand why he did it, because Brady's season was nowhere near what it has been recently. Um, and it's not that Tom Brady can't go out there and win. Uh, of course he can. But collectively, the Buccaneers have not been nearly as good, and there have been plenty of times this year where he has shown himself to not be as good as year. have the ability that he once did, at least at the at the level that he once did, to make other guys around him much, much better. No, I, I hear what you're saying, but I don't need Tom Brady to summon that greatness for 17 games. I just need him to summon that greatness for three more games in order to get to the Super Bowl. And when you start out the first round of the playoffs and that game is at home, I have a hard time going against him, especially when he's head-to-head against the quarterback that leads the league in interceptions. Well, is this the most outrageous part of this list or to you or no? Is it the most outrageous part of the list? Because I think we need to get into uh, there's the another, further There's part another of this part list. that's right behind yeah. Tom Brady that we got to talk about too. That 8-9 that matchup between Daniel Jones and Trevor Lawrence, yeah, I got a problem with that one too. So here's what he's got. Lamar at 6, Brady at 7, Daniel Jones 8, 
Trevor Lawrence, 9. Geno Smith, 10. Kirk Cousins, 11. Dak Prescott, 12. Right in front of Purdy and Skylar Thompson. That's rough. Now, look. Let's start with the top part of that, okay? Okay. I'm not for a minute, not for a minute, putting Daniel Jones ahead of Trevor Lawrence, ahead of even Geno Smith at this point, and maybe even Kirk Cousins. And I don't love Kirk Cousins, and certainly not in front of Dak Prescott. I I think that Daniel Jones has caught Dan's attention this season because he's been much better at throwing the ball over the middle. But, Chris, as much as he can do a lot of good things – with his legs, and add a different dimension to this, Daniel Jones is not the seventh-best quarterback in the playoffs right now. He is he is closer to the bottom of that list than he is to the top. He's closer to Brock Purdy than he is to Lamar Jackson and Tom Brady. Yeah, what Dan is showing me with this is that he's prioritizing quarterbacks not making mistakes, right? I mean, because that's the best thing that Daniel Jones has done all season. Coming into this year, DJ had 50 total touchdowns to 49 total turnovers. And people were questioning whether or not he's going to be long-term for the Giants with Dayball and Shane and them deciding to decline his fifth-year option because he was a top-10 pick back in 2019. So I, I, I think that's the biggest area for growth with Jones. And based on what I'm seeing from this list, that that's what Dano is prioritizing. And I get it. Because when you're in the postseason, rule number one as a quarterback is do no harm. Before you can go out there and win the game, you have to avoid losing the game. And self-inflicted wounds and the turnovers, the giveaways, are what cost teams this time of year. So I understand putting Daniel Jones there. But, Carlin, the Giants' offense is, is not exactly the most explosive offense. As a matter of fact, they're the least explosive offense, not just of the teams that are in the playoff field. But in the entire NFL during the regular season, the Giants' offense, Carlin, had 43 plays of over 20 yards. That's it. I mean, the upper, echelon, the upper echelon teams are in the triple digits. So I It's just, basically it, it, like two and a half a game. Yeah, exactly. And so when you start to, to, to look at the Giants, I mean, yes, you can't make mistakes, and they do a great job of avoiding those mistakes, but you got to have guys out there making plays. And I just don't see enough of those guys out there for the Giants. And I don't look at Daniel Jones in and of himself as a guy that can be a force multiplier or that type of playmaker. So I think that's the part where Dan has got to miss me a little bit. That's why I would vault Trevor Lawrence and and uh, Kirk Cousins uh, over him. Dak would Prescott, you put Geno in front of him? Uh, yeah, I'll put Geno in front of him. Geno's played good too. ball this year. Geno's played too. good ball. Yeah, and and if Gino was ball. a rookie, if Gino was a rookie, I'd be more hesitant to or a second or third year guy. He's been around long enough where I can worry a little bit less about his ability to handle the situation. Yeah, Carlin, just for context, so the New York Giants, 43 plays of 20 yards or more this season. Dead last in explosive plays in the NFL. Yeah. The Kansas City Chiefs are tops in the NFL. 83 plays of 20 yards or more. 83. I'm frankly, Carlin, I'm a little surprised double. it's not more than that. It's nearly double. Yeah. That, that's, that's how far away the Giants are in terms of explosiveness. And if you look at, Carlin, the top six teams in explosive plays, they're all in the postseason. I mean, look, I mean, look at that. Kansas City Chiefs, number one. Eagles, number two. The 49ers, three. The Dolphins, fourth. The Bills, fifth. The Jacksonville Jaguars, sixth. Seattle is eight. Dallas is nine. I, I mean, the, explosive plays matter. And – 
I'm not quite sure that Daniel Jones and that Dallas, I mean that uh, Giants offense, are capable of producing a whole lot of those. That's why I can't put him ahead of Trevor Lawrence, Geno Smith, or Kirk Cousins. Now there's Dak. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. Where Dak is on this list, we're going to get to in about three minutes. Who actually has the most to gain among these quarterbacks? But let's talk about the fact that Dak is at 12. I mean, look, do I have a lot of faith in Dak Prescott? I don't. Let's be fair. I mean, he does not deserve to be at 12th. He does not. He deserves to be at up at 8 or 9 or 10 in that range. He does not deserve to be that far down the list. And I get it. I know what happened at the end of last year, and I know how many times he has turned the football over this season. Okay. Uh, for as much as he doesn't have a true, uh, full, successful playoff track record, Canty, I cannot, in good conscience, put him beneath all of 11 under other quarterbacks just in the playoffs. Carlin, when's the last time you would say Dak Prescott played well? Are we going to point to the Minnesota game? I, I, you know, I'm, I'm sitting. Maybe the Giant game. Do, do we, do we want to say he played well in the Eagles game when they didn't have Gardner Minshew? I mean, they put up forty. They put up forty. It, it, they put up forty, and I, and I'll give credit where credit is due. He did throw the pick six to Josh Sweat, which was an awful play, and they got out to a double digit deficit, but they were able to climb their way back out of it. I, I mean. When's the last time you said Dak played a clean game and he played really well? It's been a while, right? Yeah, sure. And you're talking about this team going two and two in their last four games, and there's something to be said about you know how you go into the playoffs. And I know a lot of people, you know, downplay the momentum of it all, but I believe it to be a real thing. And, and right now, the Cowboys and Dak Prescott aren't playing their best football. They haven't reserved their best football for December and early January. So projecting what we're going to see in the playoffs, I I can't say with any degree of confidence that Dak is going to perform well enough for them to win a road playoff game, let alone going up against Tom Brady and knowing how he's had success in the postseason. So, yeah, I I get why Dak is on down the line on this list. I I mean, is it is it disrespectful to have him behind Cousins, Geno, Trevor Lawrence and Dak? Yes. I don't know what it is. I don't know that it is this season. Well, I think well, it's I mean, appropriate. What are we talking about here? The, let's. I understand what your argument is, but Lawrence hasn't been there before. Uh, as much as I just extolled the virtues of Geno and the fact that he's been around a while, I have to put Dak in front of Geno Smith. Not by much. Not by much. I can't put Dak behind Kirk Cousins. Can I? I listen. They got the same amount of playoff wins. Yeah. Can I put them behind Daniel Jones, who's never been to the postseason before either? I, that, to me, is where Dan, but it Dan can't trying be a to lot, catch but, our attention, it, and it's fair. Job well done. <laughs> well, here's what I'll, I'll say. This can't be a lifetime achievement award either, right? We're talking about this season. I get that you're trying to keep things in their proper perspective, and an entire body of work over a career matters, because we're trying to project what we're going to see in the playoffs, and the best indicator for future performance is past performance, and we acknowledge that the playoffs are a completely different animal than the regular season. It's its its own thing in isolation, and so if we don't have data points on certain players, we're willing to give 
uh, the other players that we do have data points on the benefit of the doubt when it when we're talking about which one would we rather have. But I got to tell you, man, with Dak Prescott, there are just some things that I'm seeing as far as his decision making that make him untrustworthy in this type of spot. And I think that's why D.O. has him on down the line. The pick six that he threw against the commanders, Carlin, absolutely inexcusable. The interception that he threw right before halftime to Kevin Byard in the Tennessee Titans game when he was targeting Dalton Schultz, that can't happen. The pick he threw against the Jags in the third quarter of that game, that can't happen. I know the pick sixes would ended it in overtime, but the worst one was in the third quarter when the Cowboys had a double-digit lead. That turnover allowed Jacksonville to get back in that game. Those are the types of things you can't do when you're in the playoffs. You shouldn't need a 98-yard drive to beat the Houston Texans, which is the second-worst team in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So I, I, those are all of the things that I think Dan Orlovsky is weighing when he's putting together this list, and I don't fault him for it. Again, I think there are a couple of egregious Ones that stand out to me, Justin Herbert over Tom Brady, I'm not going to do that. Daniel Jones over Trevor Lawrence, I'm not going to do that. Um, you know, I think Geno and, 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 you know, Geno was appropriately rated. I think Brock Purdy and Skylar Thompson are appropriately rated. So, yeah, that, that's – I got a couple of issues with it, but it's not a bad list. And I think the top four is about right because of those are the four quarterbacks – that we think will ultimately be there in the end when we start talking about the championship rounds. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, Series 6M Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. So what's your take on this list? Is Dan just out of his mind? Is Dan just trying to get your attention? And does Dak really belong down at 12th? Be a part of Canty and Carlin Nation. Dr. Pepper, call in line. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, ESPN Nation, presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Do we have Dan Orlovsky explaining this list, Carlin? We do. We, we got to hear from this. I got to hear him his, this in is his own words talk about his list. This is specifically him on deck. I made that list truly off of the performance by those guys this year and a little bit weighted on what they've been like the last six weeks as we go into the playoffs. I don't think it's that unfair. Do I believe that Dak is the 12th best quarterback when it comes to um, the career accomplishments? No. But right now, he's not playing up to his capability Mm -hmm. and he's not playing good enough for them if he plays that way to win on the road Monday night. Look, I get it. I understand what he's saying, but it's still, you still have to factor everything in, don't you? I I think you still have to factor it in across the board. Then, Kenty, there is the idea uh, that Dak is the one that truly has the most to prove and the most to gain here in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And I have to tell you, it's true. Uh, For me, it's true across the board. I mean, we could point to Josh Allen. We can point to Jalen Hurts. Uh, we can point to anybody else you want. Who's the guy that draws the most attention, criticism for how he's playing? And uh, not only that, but what the salary is, and we always mention that it's $40 million and he's not exactly making it happen. Not to mention how it happened at the end of last year when the clock runs down on him at the end of the game. For me, Dak is the quarterback who has the most to gain slash lose in this postseason. 
Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to gain for Dak. I, I, here's the problem with saying that he's got a lot to lose. He ain't going nowhere, Carlin. The contract says he's not going anywhere. Jerry Jones. But you're the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. I, I get it. I get it. But he's not going anywhere. It's it's almost it's almost like the Kirk Cousins situation in Minnesota. Like he's just good enough where you can't justify getting rid of him, and ultimately you have to keep paying him uh, because you can't let him walk out of the door in, in fear of not being able to find an adequate replacement. I think that's where we've gotten to with Dak Prescott now. Can he go on an Eli Manning-esque run like we saw with Easy in 2007? Because at that point in Eli Manning's career, people weren't sold on him being able to live up to the promise of being the first overall pick in 2004. And, and just that was the postseason that changed everything for Eli Manning. Could Dak Prescott do that as a wild card, similar to Eli? It's possible. And so I do think there's a ton of upside. I'm not sure that there's a lot that Dak Prescott could lose. Now, in looking at this list in quarterbacks that have a lot to lose, Daniel Jones is front and center for me, Carlin. He really, really? is. Really? He is. He's front and center. I, I'm shocked that you would say I'm shocked. I, 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 I do. He, he, he's, got a, he's got a ton to lose, Carlin, because he's going into true free agency. And we're not sure what the New York Giants are going to do with him because – if they slap the franchise tag on him, then Saquon Barkley is unencumbered into the free agent marketplace. So I think there there's a little bit of gymnastics with Joe Shane and Brian Daybold in terms of how they handle the quarterback spot moving forward. And I do think that ownership wants to hang on to Daniel, Daniel Jones, a strong showing in the playoffs, win or lose. I think it makes it an easier decision to justify by giving him a contract extension and the amount of money, the amount of years is what's going to be on the line for Daniel Jones. So when we say the most to gain, it's not necessarily in a figurative sense in terms of his legacy. It's in a literal sense in terms of dollars and cents. I get that, but do you think this one game is going to determine how the Giants approach their offseason? If they, if he has a bad game here against the Vikings, does that change their course because I think we both believe their course right now is to sign him to a deal but a deal that's probably in the range of you know 75 80 million for three year type deal well I mean a bad game could lead to a transition tag for Daniel Jones and deciding that they're going to try to sign Saquon Barkley long term or just let Saquon Barkley walk all together and get a compensatory pick they could make that decision with a bad game from Daniel Jones well but I think you and I have both been uh pretty consistent because you convinced me of this weeks ago that Barkley's the one that's going to get the franchise tag eventually. Either I'm way. Bar- I'm saying Barkley should get the franchise tag, but that's dependent on how well Daniel Jones plays. If he doesn't play well, then all of a sudden you don't feel good about giving Daniel Jones a three- or four-year contract. I know I wouldn't. And so it becomes a situation where you try to put a tag on him and keep him around on a short-term proposition and see more. Having your general manager and your head coach get a second season watching Daniel Jones up close and personal, and then you deal with the Saquon of it all as an afterthought because we know quarterback is more important than running back. I think that's the implications for Daniel Jones and the Giants going into this game against Minnesota on Sunday. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, 888-SAY-ESPN, the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-729-3776. Who has the most to gain and the most to lose? We will hear from you in just moments. The lines are open right now. First up, though, we tell you about our friends from FanDuel. NFL Wild Card Weekend, it is here. And the easiest way to get into the playoffs is with 
FanDuel, America's number one sports book. New customers, join today to get started with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up with promo code PLAY. FanDuel has all your favorite bets, from the money line to point spreads to player props. So don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in bonus bets, win or lose, with promo code PLAY. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. Refund issued is non-withdrawable free bets that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP Louisiana. 1-877-8-HOPE-N or text Hope NY to 467-369 in New York, Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming, or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. And Carlin, the podcast. Prescott in the gun, back, throws it over the middle. That's intercepted. It's being returned down the right side to the 20. Jenkins to the 10. Jenkins into the end zone. Do I believe that Dak is the 12th best quarterback when it comes to um, the career accomplishments? No. But right now, he's not playing up to his capability, and he's not playing good enough for them, if he plays that way, to win on the road Monday night. It's time for Dak to do something, or he's facing the same story, same narrative, same whatever you want to call it, that Tony Romo had to live with throughout his career that it's going to be, hey, it's a good statistical career. Hey, he's had some great moments, but ultimately they didn't do what Roger Staubach and Troy Aikman did. That's how quarterbacks are judged here. You're judged by those two guys, and if you don't reach that level, then you're just not good enough. That was Todd Archer from our show last night. I I will say, you know, as much as I defend Dak in this particular discussion about ranking him 12th out of 14 quarterbacks that Dan Orlovsky did that are left here in the postseason, or that are in the postseason, when I think about the phrase career accomplishments, I still struggle with that with Dak (laughs) because I don't know how many we can really call true accomplishments in the career other than, you know, getting the contract. Yeah, <laughs> that's I mean, a hell of an accomplishment. There, there have been back-to-back 
12 win seasons. I guess he's won a playoff game at home. That's a career accomplishment, being the starting quarterback for a number one ranked offense at the end of the year. That, that's the resume right now. Those are all pluses when you start looking at Dak Prescott, but it leaves a little bit to be desired in terms of winning when it matters most, Carlin, because he's played in four playoff games and has only been able to come up with one win. So he does have a huge opportunity in front of him to change the perception of the kind of player he is. And, Carlin, this is the postseason where Dak Prescott is either going to ascend to the level of guys like Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes and Jalen Hurts and Joe Burrow, or he's going to go the route of Tony Romo and Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins. This is the postseason when all of that happens, and so we have to see how it unfolds. Carlin, I do want to say one thing before we get to these callers, though. Yeah. You asked me who has the most to gain in this postseason. Mm. I got to walk that back. I said Daniel Jones. I got to walk that back. I was wrong. I'm going to say the guy that is next to last on the list. I'm going with Brock Purdy. I think Brock Purdy can work himself into the conversation this postseason for being the starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers going into 2023. It just depends on how it all goes. But if Brock Purdy goes on a deep playoff run, he is going to be in the mix with Trey Lance and whoever else the San Francisco 49ers decide they might need to bring in this offseason. Would he have to get to the Super Bowl for that to be the discussion? Because if he gets – let's put it this way, Chris – if he gets to the NFC Championship game and the way he plays is pedestrian and he doesn't screw it up, I don't. I still don't think there's a discussion considering everything they gave up to get Trey Lance. Yeah, but, I mean, you gave all of that up to get a quarterback. It doesn't matter if Trey Lance ends up being the guy or Brock Purdy as long as you got one that you think can win you a championship. Oh, they're not going to look at it that way. <laughs> no, I'm, t- I'm t- Well, uh, Carlin, you can say that, but I remember once upon a time Bill Belichick paid Drew Bledsoe $100 million, and guess what? Tom Brady ended up being the starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, I mean, it's not a – if he gets to the conference championship game and loses in Philadelphia in a nail-biter and plays well – I think he's in the conversation. I think he is. They they could say that it's going to be a quarterback competition going into training camp, and Trey Lance might have had the inside track because of what they gave up for him. But I think there's a hell of a lot of upside for Brock Purdy during the playoffs this year. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. Let's hit it. The Canty and Carlin Nation, Dr. Pepper call in line. We start with Curtis in North Carolina up first today on ESPN Radio. Curtis, what do you got, buddy? Candy, Carlin, what's going on, fellas? What's up, baby? What's up, baby? <laughs> hey, check me out, man. I'm going to do it like this. So we're not going to talk about Josh Allen. I mean, the top three, that's interchangeable, right? We, it's, it's Well, not interchangeable, but the top three of the top three. Uh, it, 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 it what you prefer, okay? Now, we can talk about Daniel Jones, and what's funny is me and my brother-in-law just finished talking about it this morning because I got a hot take. I actually think the Giants have a chance to go to the NFC Championship, but y'all can talk about that later. But as far as Daniel Jones, he actually is about 8 or 9 because if you look at his QBR, you look at his interception rate, and his passing yards this season, this is one of his best seasons. He's thrown over that, The bar is not yards. set high when you say that, my friend, okay? There haven't exactly been great seasons throughout the career of Daniel Jones thus far. 
No, you you right. You right. And, and the bar's not set that high, but having the type of coach that understands what type of QB he has is somebody that they can keep around, and he can also manage the game. So as long as he's not hindering them from winning the game, he can be in the conversation of being in that mid-pack of, uh, of the playoff QBs. Boy, that excites me. Thanks for the call. That As long as he can avoid not screwing it up. And I know that's a big part of it. It's a huge part of it. I, I know, I know. But I, it, doesn't, it doesn't put Jones ahead of these other guys this season. It just doesn't. He's, he's decent. He's no, decent. He's, a, he's, a, he's a solid quarterback, Carlin. And I think the Giants will settle for solid given how much losing they've done for the better part of this last decade. Remember, coming into this year, the Giants, seven out of their last eight seasons were double-digit loss seasons. So, I mean, you know, having a quarterback that can get your team to the playoffs, and we got to acknowledge that. Daniel Jones' play has, in part, helped the Giants get to the playoffs. That's a win. So you'll take it. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. We're presented by Progressive Insurance, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. More of your calls on this topic and the phone lines are lit up at 888-SAY-ESPN. And we'll also hear from Mike McCarthy on Dak and an unexpected desire from the head coach. You're going to want to hear this in just moments. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Yeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. They're hot today. They're hot on deck. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Canty and Carlin presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career you'll love with flexibility, great pay, and benefits in one of the country's top workplaces. Come join their growing team. Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. Let's roll, Canty. we got a few more coming. Brian in West Virginia next on ESPN Radio. Brian, what would you make of Dan Orlovsky's list? I mean, I, I have to agree with a lot of it. Um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm right with you guys. I think Trevor Lawrence should be above Daniel Jones. Um, but the thing with Dak Prescott, man, his, his butt is lucky he's not on the couch, much less than number 12 on this list. The only reason he's not lower is because Brock Purdy and Skylar Thompson haven't shown anything playoff-wise yet. That's it. That's the only reason that Dak should be – that far down and and on the list period prescott seems like he'll walk into jerry's world 
and he'll either be ready to crush somebody's soul or he don't even know what a football is. It, I mean, basically what it says to me is, and thanks for the call, that you think he should be 15th on a 14-person list. That's right what it sounded like to me, Carlos. <laughs> let's be honest, though. If the Miami Dolphins had a choice between Dak Prescott or Skylar Thompson, who do you think Mike McDaniel is rolling with? Yeah, it's not a question. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So let, let's just pump the brakes a little bit with it. I'm not trying to slander Dak Prescott. But we also have to acknowledge how bad Dak Prescott has been this year, Carlin. It ain't been great. And he hasn't been playing his best ball in the month of December, early January, leading into the playoffs. All of that stuff matters in terms of projecting what you think these teams are going to do this weekend. So I don't think we're unfairly criticizing Dak Prescott. He does lead the league in interceptions. He's got 15 turnovers since week eight. That ain't great, Bob. That's two a game. Two a game. How how is your team going to win three consecutive playoff games on the road when your quarterback turns it over twice a game? How do you well, do that, Carlin? I, it's very. Difficult I can't to remember do. a quarterback that's done that. It's very difficult to do. This though caught my attention. Mike McCarthy, Cowboys head coach, on what he wants Dak to do in this game and in the postseason. You know, to be honest, I mean, I've never told Dak not to run. You know, if, if anything, um, I encourage him to, 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 you know, to ignite the scramble drill more because it's uh, something that, you know, was frankly was non-existent before I got here, and I think it's gotten better each year, and um, and I think he's really good at it too. So, um, but, you know, at the end of the day, you, you can't <clears> – <throat> You can't push, particularly your quarterback, to go play this way. I mean, because you know he he just has to trust the trust the play call, be aggressive with the adjustments, and and, and play the play. Because um, you know this this defense is is schematically the volume's high, and um, so we got we got to make sure that we we keep ourselves in clean plays. You want to have him in a, with a quicker trigger to take off, can't he? You want him running the ball more in this game? Uh, yeah, it's the playoffs, calling whatever it takes. Yeah, like that has but to it be sounded like he wanted to even force it a little bit at times. Yeah, but I, I think that's Mike McCarthy saying be aggressive, especially in certain areas of the game. So when it's end of half, end of game, two-minute, third down, red zone, those those spots in the game, that's when the quarterback needs to be aggressive. Like You need to have some confidence. Um, you need to be going out there and put it on the line. Like Those are the times where you extend yourself in the game. You put yourself in harm's way because – those are the, the times of the game where we identify gotta-have-it moments. So I, I think that's what Mike McCarthy is alluding to. And if we're being honest, Carlin, your quarterback has to make some of those second reaction plays with his legs in the postseason in order to have success. I mean, outside of Tom Brady, that's what most quarterbacks have to do. So I, I just the game has evolved to the point where there's so many free yards out there for quarterbacks to get based on how opposing defenses scheme offenses in today's game and so I think you know Dak Prescott has got to take advantage of that facet that skill set and that has been something he's been reluctant to do the last couple of years Ed in Wisconsin next on ESPN radio Ed what do you got Eddie all right no Ed how about Junior in California next on ESPN radio Junior Junior's out Paul Carphone next Paul, what's going on? How you doing, Ken and Carl? How y'all doing? Um, I want to know if 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 um Brock Bird, I'm a true four nine fan. Ever since they drafted Joe Perry, I'm 51 years old. So if if Brock Bird win a Super Bowl, 
Yo, do y'all think Kyle Shanahan would name him the stone quarterback? Oh, if they win the Super Bowl, he's going to be the quarterback. I mean, oh no doubt, yeah, no then, doubt. Then it's, then it's we're going to turn around and trade Trey Lance. Then you Carlin, have the quarterback on the market, Carlin. If they get to the Super Bowl, is it Brock Purdy's team moving forward? I'm not 100 percent convinced of that yet. It depends on so how he's got to hold up the Lombardi. Well, <laughs> well, no, 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 no. It depends on how he gets there. If he's a big reason why they get there, then yeah, okay. But if he is, if they're getting there in spite of him, if he's playing a Trent Dilfer level of quarterback uh, with a tremendous defense, I mean, remember Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl and they went out and tra- and and signed Elvis Gerback. Didn't work out. But that was the plan. Tom Brady didn't exactly light it up when he won a Super Bowl in his first playoff run, Carlin. I'm just saying. That's true. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can watch and listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.